The person that you are right now will not be the version of you that heals you. Instead, you must become a different version of yourself to heal. The person that you are today with chronic illness has programs and patterns that have led you to having these physical manifestations. You have to shift those patterns if you want to heal. In today's episode, I'll be discussing who you need to be in order to move forward with your healing and let go of the old you. Are you ready to stop the overwhelm and frustration and instead simplify your healing? I'm Jenny Peterson, a chronic illness coach who helps those with chronic illness and pain get back their life and health without diet, detox, or pills. If you're serious about getting back your life and health, it's time to put focus on the one area that will help you get there, your own mind. Join me each episode for candid conversations about simplifying your healing, success stories of those that I have worked with, and the how-tos of healing by using principles of German New Medicine. Welcome to the Simplify Your Healing Podcast, episode number 14, part three of the I Can't Heal series. Today, I'm discussing who you need to be if you want to heal. Like I mentioned, you can't heal being the same person that you are now. To quote Dr. Dispenza, you need to break the habit of being you. I have a list of five ways of being that you need to be in order to heal. So let's dive into those right now. The first thing you need to be is you need to let go of the illness identity. You need to be a person that is no longer being identified with an illness, with a label. Having chronic illness, you most likely have a lot of labels. Diagnosis like Lyme disease, mast cell disorder, fibromyalgia, POTS, MCS, and you know, the list goes on. The problem with these labels is that they become your identity. You are telling your doctor that you have it. They identify you, you know, when you're in the office with them. It is an identity. And in fact, people might ask you, you know, why are you having a bad day or whatever, you know, whatever a question might be, your answer to their questions probably a lot of times is because I have blank because I have Lyme disease, or you can substitute, you know, any label there. Just by saying I have followed by your label, you are creating an identity around that illness or symptom. So many people don't know who they are outside of these labels. And it's not a place you want to be if you want to heal. Yes, you may have those symptoms, but they don't need to be your identity or how you identify what your quote-unquote problem is. When you have this identity, you're walking around with basically giving yourself permission that you are this illness. You are this label. And I'll be the first to say that I too had an illness identity. In the very beginning stages of my healing journey, I would let my husband, my son, Even the store clerk know that the reason I was having a bad day or that I couldn't do something was because I had Lyme disease. I joined the Lyme support groups, connected with other Lymeys. These are all actions of having an illness identity. Here's the thing though. You are more than your illness. You are a person with purpose here on earth, and walking around using this language with yourself or others is taking you away from who you are. 
Choose to no longer identify yourself as a label. Stop using the words, I have blank. Instead, choose to identify yourself as a person that is here to learn and grow. If that means through the symptoms that your body is giving you, then that is okay. Number two, you need to be a person who chooses to be a creator rather than a victim. When it comes down to it, there are two ways to approach our lives, either as the victims to our lives or the creators of our lives. The life as a victim is to live within the limited belief system that everything in our outer world is happening to us. If your energy is invested in this reality, you freely give away your power to someone or something outside of you. When things are good, you feel good. When things are bad, you feel bad. This doesn't put you in the seat of the creator of your life. Examples of this would be that maybe you blame your parents for the trauma they caused, or you would blame the doctors for giving you the medication. You blame your illness for the life that you have. You blame the bullies from high school for your low self-esteem. The main problem with this is with the victim mindset is where we place the power. In this mindset, the power is outside of us. We give them the power to make us feel or do something, but it's actually our power to give power. No person, place, or thing can make you feel a certain way. Only you have the power to determine how you will react to the things around you. Now, as a creator, you start to witness events in your external life that came out of your internal world of thoughts and feelings. You begin to move into that oneness. Now you have evidence that the one thought that you had or that emotion produced the effect in your outer world. And this is the beginning of moving out of the victim consciousness into the creator consciousness. Now, does this mean that you'll never feel pain, hurt, or suffering? Absolutely not. Unless you have fully transcended your humanness permanently, you will most likely still feel pain, hurt, or suffering to some extent when the people in your world don't act in the ways that are most pleasing or comforting to you. But where your power comes into the picture is how long you decide to stay in victim mode. The quicker you are open to shifting into creator mode is directly proportional to how much pain, hurt, or suffering you will experience. Now, being the creator puts the power back where it really is, within. Living from this model of thinking shifts the power and responsibility back to you. Here is where we recognize that though our family of origin and personal experiences have shaped us, We are in control over the way we feel about a situation and as a result, the choices that we make. And as a creator, we realize and understand that we are creators of the world around us. Though we cannot always control what people do around us or to us, we can have the complete authority of the way we feel about it and what we do with it. Instead of giving others the power over how we feel, We take responsibility and realize the choice is ours. So rather than saying and believing, you made me angry when you did that, we can say, I'm angry about this. Even better, we don't even have to choose to be angry if it's what we have always done in the past. If we feel angry, 
we realize it is our choice to be angry. And this empowers us. If I can choose to be angry, I can choose to be something different instead. Now, as a creator, we might start to ask ourselves the following questions when things in life happen to us. We might ask, why might this challenge or opportunity have come into my life? Or what strengths can I develop from having lived through this experience? What's the gift that the universe is trying to deliver to me through my experience with this person, place, thing, event, whatever it may be? So in regards to your illness, what might this challenge or opportunity with the illness that you have, with the symptoms that you have, why have they come into your life? It's not here to ruin your life. I can tell you that right now. There's a message underlying that, and that is the work that we do to identify what that message is. Wisdom there is to come from this symptom that is presenting itself. It's there. It might be hard to see right now, but your illness isn't here to make your life miserable. I I can guarantee you that. There's more to it than that. So we have to shift the meaning that we are giving all of our experiences, not just chronic illness, but everything, if we want to be creators of our life rather than be victims. Now, don't worry if you can't immediately shift into being the creator. It does take time, just like anything else. It's a pattern. It may even be a generational pattern, which is something I often see, which will take even you know a little bit more time, a little bit more energy to make that shift because it's generational. And it's not uncommon to see generational patterns of being victims because obviously you're raised in that type of environment. So once you see that pattern in within yourself, you can look and say, okay, I can totally see where I see this victim uh, pattern coming from within my family. And you can break that pattern in your family. Shifting into that creator mode is a process and it rarely does happen where one just shifts into it and stays there permanently going forward. What typically happens is that you will toggle, you know, kind of between victim and creator modes, but you will then switch into victim mode less frequently and stay in that mode for shorter durations of time. Eventually, being a creator will stick. And when you do, watch out world. Because when students are in the Mind Body Rewire program, after six months, they are powerhouses. They are transformed and have fully embraced being creators of their life. And as a coach, it's it's really one of the most rewarding shifts that I see in those that do this work. And I know the impact that just shifting from being a victim to being a creator does, not just on your health, but your your whole world. So starting today, are you choosing to be a victim or creator of your life? It's time to create a new version of you. Psst, I want to briefly interrupt this great discussion to let you know of my upcoming masterclass, Why Can't I Heal? It's where I will be revealing the number one reason why you're not healing and what you can do about it. Stay tuned until the end of this podcast for more details. All right, number three of who you need to be. You need to be the type of person who focuses on who you want to be. Who do you believe yourself to be as a person? If you want to have certain results, you need to do certain behaviors. If you want to do certain behaviors, you need to feel the right feelings to trigger them. If you want to feel the right feelings, you need to have the right thoughts. If you want to have the right thoughts, you need to be the kind of person to whom those thoughts naturally occur. 
Now, this might all sound like a big old mouthful here, but another way of saying this is if we focus less on what we want to do and have and more on who we want to be, everything starts to flow a little easier. Instead of have, do, be, once I have the confidence that I'll do the things I need to do to heal and then I'll become someone who sees themselves as a success, we don't want that. We need to flip it around to be, do, have. When I see myself as a success, then I'll do the things I need to do to heal. Then I'll have all the confidence I desire. So who do you need to be? Who is the person who naturally does the things you want to do? What kind of person would have access to the kind of outcomes you want? How do they carry themselves? What personality traits do they possess? How do they dress? How do they show up in a room? How do other people feel when they're around them? What thoughts do they think? What do they believe? What do they ignore? What do they value? These are all questions to sit down with and ask yourself. And then you need to become this person of who you want to be. You could pick someone that you know has healed and is an inspiration for you. And when you catch yourself doing behaviors, you know, these automatic behaviors that don't disappear overnight, but when you bring your awareness and build that awareness muscle to where you're consciously catching those old behaviors or negative thinking, you can ask yourself, what would blank do right now? That person that you that inspires you, what would she or he do right now? And you can put yourself in their shoes because most likely if they inspire you, you know a little bit about them and know that they won't put up with this bullshit. And if that's the case, then you need to take be in their shoes, be just like them and take action in ways that you think that person would take action in. You need to be that person, not wait until you do something in order to become that. So keeping your focus on who you want to be rather than what you want to do will automatically shift the choices you make and bring you closer to reaching that reality. Now, number four, you need to be able to, you need to be a person who is able to embrace change. Your will to heal is directly related to your will to change. You won't heal if you're not willing to change, plain and simple. Yes, growth is uncomfortable. Yes, change is uncomfortable. Yes, your brain will do anything to avoid change, but nothing is as uncomfortable as sitting in your own poo. Have the courage to outgrow what is no longer serving you. Give a new meaning to change. If you fear or dislike change, it's because most likely change in the past has not worked out for you. At least that is the way that you may have seen it up until right now. But I encourage you to shift your meaning behind those experiences, behind those experiences of change and choose to give change a new meaning. Change means growth and change means an opportunity to heal. Now, number five, you must become the person who is in charge of your thoughts. You must be the one driving the bus. Decide what thoughts you can't bring with you to your future. You get to create your future. And you get to decide what thoughts you're either going to allow or not allow into that future. Write them down. Thoughts like, I can't, 
a big one that I see with students that we're having conversations about, you know, early in the beginning of the program, I can't do this or it's too hard. Those are old, old patterns, old ways of thinking. And you have to write down those thoughts or catch yourself when you're thinking that and say, no, I'm not going to allow that anymore. That's something that I do when I catch a student and they'll say, oh, I can't do that. Or, you know, that's really hard. Oh, no, we don't use that language. (laughs) You got to do the same thing for yourself. So what thoughts are you going to choose that you don't want to bring into your future? They should be things like, I can't. It's too hard. I'll never change. I'll start tomorrow. A big one. How do you talk? How do you talk to yourself? How do you talk to others? Listen to yourself. You know, you really got to work this awareness muscle in order to shift this old you into a new version of you because everything else is going to run on autopilot. And unless you decide to really slow down and use this awareness muscle to catch yourself, this stuff is just going to continue on autopilot. Do you find yourself that you're complaining a lot? Do you blame others? Do you make excuses? I want you to become so conscious of those thoughts that you'll never go unconscious again. Imagine that, that you'll never go unconscious again, that you're always fully aware of what you're doing, fully aware of how you're thinking. That's ultimately where you want to be because running on autopilot, running with the, un, with the unconscious being in charge doesn't put you in the driver's seat. So you have to use your awareness muscle For you to see these old patterns, and once you see them, then you can do something about it. Because you can't change what you can't see. So you need to see that you are not your thoughts. And that your thoughts are actually things that you can choose and change. This is an incredibly empowering thing to realize. It means that if you want to, you can change entirely new thoughts and beliefs. You can choose to perceive every situation in your life differently. It's not easy, I get that. At first, it's not because your brain isn't used to seeing things in a new way. But after you do it over and over again, your brain will get accustomed to seeing things in a different light. Your thoughts and your ability to redirect them is one of the key components to your healing. You have to become a person who is in charge of them. You have to be the one driving the bus. All right, so let's recap The person you need to be in order to heal includes a person that is willing to get rid of the illness identity. The person that chooses to be the creator instead of the victim. A person that focuses on who they want to be rather than what they want to do. A person who embraces change. And a person who's willing to be in the driver's seat of their own bus to take charge of their own thoughts. These are the five areas that will bring you one step closer to getting back your life and health. They are necessary for creating a new version of you. I hope you enjoyed this part of the Why Can't I Heal series. It, along with my previous two episodes, are designed to help you identify and get past the blocks that are preventing you from healing. Like I mentioned, I have an upcoming free virtual masterclass called Why Can't I Heal on May 18th. In this class, I will give you the number one reason why you're not healing and what you can do about it. This class is my most requested class, so sign up early to save a spot. It is free. You can find more information and the registration at www.themindbodyrewire.com masterclass. 
I will also provide this link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe or leave a review. I greatly appreciate all the feedback I get from all of you listening. And if you're on Instagram, take a quick screenshot of this episode and tag me in your Instagram story at the Mind Body Rewire. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you next time.